America needs a tidal wave of the old-time religion. I have sinned against you. How dare you! We have no need to doubt God. The heart of Babylon is preparing the nations to receive the Antichrist. I didn't even build that house with money from the church. I built it with money from my book. I don't make this stuff up. Repenting of your sin. It is a moral issue. They got together and swore a pact to the devil. I just enjoy seeing people worship, praising God. Hey, everybody, and welcome to... Belief it or not. I was going <laughs> to say it all, but I didn't. We, we were, were working as a team on this one. Yeah, Bel- right. uh, we, it's a show where we believe it. Or don't. Or don't. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes we do. But uh, today, uh, what what are we going to talk about today? Uh, you know what? If I knew that, I would tell you. Unfortunately, I don't. I'm in the dark here, just oh, right, like everyone right. at home right now. Well, they saw the name when they like started. No, 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 no. They don't read. They don't read. They just, they just go in blind because that's how you do it, folks. You that is how you do it. You don't do any past research. You just come, come in swinging. Come in swinging like a... Swinging... Like a wrecking ball. Like a wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about a movie. You and I. Yeah. We um, were. Do you do you enjoy uh, movies? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I mean, there's ones that I haven't enjoyed, but mm. uh, I think for the most part, I I do enjoy a movie now and then. Yeah. Same. Yeah. What's movies. your favorite um, Christian movie? I don't really know which ones that I've seen. I, I think, oh, I've seen, uh, would Passion of the Christ be considered one? Yeah, I'd say so. I've seen that. I've probably seen a VeggieTales movie. Right, yes. Outside of that, there's not ones that I could really identify as explicitly Christian. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen Noah. Right. I never saw, uh, what's some other big big ones? Mother? Ten Commandments. Is, is Mother considered a Christian movie? I hated that movie. Yeah, so did I. I thought it was... Such dog shit. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. If uh, is it um, uh, is it Aronofsky? Yeah, Darren yeah. Aronofsky. If you're listening, yeah. Darren, I didn't like your movie. I enjoyed uh, other movies you made, mm-hmm. but not, not this one. Not the, that one. And Noah had its hit or misses, right? But um, yeah. But today we're going to talk about a Christian movie studio. Mm, making the making the films that people want to see. Making the films that everybody loves for and the Lord. Uh, for the Lord. We're talking Pure Flicks. Pure Flicks? Pure Flicks. They actually named themselves Pure Flicks before uh, Netflix. Netflix. So I wow. guess... Uh, okay, when... No, they didn't. They wouldn't have because they started in 2005, but they, it would have been a streaming service. Right. Netflix was a mail-in service right. before so, then? Yeah, so when, they, when they probably Netflix did rip start? it off. So they say they didn't, but it's, it's you know. Right. You said 2005? Yeah. Oh, no. Netflix was founded in 97. Okay, so. yeah. So, yeah, Netflix was first. Netflix was first. So, Pure Flix, quit lying. No, fuck is it. You uh, ripped it off whether you meant to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think... I th- oh, well, I think there's two things that you need to do um, either after this or, yeah, after, listen to us first. But you got to watch um, Pure Flix and Chill, the David Ayer White story on Netflix. Sorry, on not Netflix, YouTube. Okay. And you need to listen to the podcast God Awful Movies because mm-hmm. they, we're not going to re- watch and review these movies, but that's what they do. So Right. Well, well, maybe, ta- maybe we'll have to do one. Maybe we'll have to. I watched special. part of one today, and it was a nightmare. Really? So, but we'll get into we'll get into all that. But before we we can understand what Pure Flix is, mm-hmm. we have to understand. Um, there's a gentleman named David A. R. White. He's one of the main founders of Pure Flix. There's this meme where it's a young guy, and he looks at his friend, and he's like, "Jesus, man!" And then does like a fist. Okay. Have you seen this? No. Okay, so that's David A.R. White as a teenager. Right. And his so he first, started as maybe a his meme? second Christian. Yeah, he started as a meme. Well, he's like known in this meme, but he's like the, one of the, like the most Christian actors. Like he's been in like so many Christian movies. And he also started Pure Flix with some other people, but he was one of the main founders. Wow. So okay. David A.R. White was a, Son of a Mennonite pastor. Oh, no. Um, who barely ever watched movies. <laughs> uh, he said as a kid, um, his friend's parents took him to see Grease in the theater. And when he saw Olivia Newton-John in a tight skin clothing, he was sure he was going to go to hell. 
Because because of Greece? Because of Greece. Because of the lustful thoughts. I felt that way watching that movie, and it had nothing to do with lustful thoughts, let me tell you. (laughs) I don't know. There was the first time I saw Olivia Newton John's physical album, like cover, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hell. (laughs) So I get it. But when he was 18, he started going to Bible college. He was going to follow in his father's footsteps, but he couldn't, like, get rid of this itch to go to Hollywood and try to make it as an actor. He wanted to go to Sin Town. He wanted to go to Sin City. And his parents were like, okay, you can go, but just make sure you honor the Lord and everything that... you... That's David A.R. White. Okay. As a young man. Sorry, I was just pulling up the picture to see. We'll, we'll post it up there so oh, you yeah. see. So he, he started doing auditions and actually got a pretty good role immediately. Do you remember the show Evening Shade? No. It's a Burt Reynolds sitcom. A Burt Reynolds sitcom. Oh, yeah. I used to watch it all the how, time. So how can you work with Burt Reynolds? He's like Mr. Sexman, wasn't he? Yeah. He, he said he had no idea who Burt Reynolds was. He he posed naked for the ladies. He did. And he was on the show for three years as a like kind of a, not a, a main character. He was Burt Reynolds' son's best friend. Right. So like he would come in regularly yeah, just and pop in, pop in, mm-hmm. and then eventually Burt Reynolds fired him. I don't know why, but in the summers between doing these things, he would audition for movies. And he, the first one he got was a movie called Geronimo, mm-hmm. which was like a racist movie, um, well. Christian movie about like inner city tough youths or whatever who go to this Christian camp. So oh, he had a small role in that one. Um, just very stereotypical. Like, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, the next year he did the movie where he said Jesus Man, which was Second Glance. And, Second Glance? Yeah, which was basically like It's a Wonderful Life, but he's a Christian kid mm-hmm. and he goes to Bible club and stuff, but he has a crush on a girl and he realizes that no girl like that is going to want to be with, with a lame Christian kid. So he like wishes that he could n- like not be a believer anymore. And then he like magically wakes up and he's not a Christian, and which is something you can just do. Yeah, and then his life gets better. And it, then... Yeah, well, in the movie, like he just you know it ruined his life, and then he woke up and he was a Christian again, and his life was back to normal and so great. And and that's when he went up to his friend and said, "Hey, Jesus, man." Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't see how you could watch a film like that and be like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so he, you know, he's doing more and more Christian movies, but he's also auditioning for regular stuff. Like he was in an episode of Saved by the Bell, an episode of Melrose Place and uh, Coach. Yeah. show Coach. Mm -hmm. Eventually his secular career kind of washed up, but he was still getting these Christian Christian movies. movies. Right. And so he just became known as the Christian movie guy. He was in a movie with Chuck Norris called Bells of Innocence, which you got to watch the trailer for that. He kind of has a bit of a Chuck Norris-esque look. Yeah. <laughs> like the older him anyway. Yeah, yeah, he does. A little bit. But then, yeah, in 2005, he got together with a guy named Michael Scott, not from The Office, not mm-hmm. that Michael mm-hmm. Scott. I looked into it. That's actually a fictional character. Uh, a guy named Russell Wolf, who has since passed away, and Randy Travis country singer randy travis and <laughs> okay. his wife elizabeth travis mm-hmm. so they all started the production company netflix or sorry not they all started <laughs> i'm gonna try that again Wait, randy travis is one of the founders of it pure flix yeah when randy travis but i don't know how involved he is so he might have just been a financial okay yeah well, this one's when i look up it says david r a r white and russell wolf russell wolf yeah. inspired by netflix okay yeah. okay yeah who's okay so they've done, I mean, they started like producing movies, you know, yeah. Christian movies. And they were mostly straight to DVD releases. Well, uh, yeah, no one's going to want to go to the theater for that. Until oh. God's Not Dead came out. Yeah. Uh, when I was looking up uh, David A.R. White, it seemed like there was a multiple God's Not Dead movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's three God's Not Dead movies. Right. But uh, the first one, yeah, it's a trilogy. The first one came out. Uh, Christians loved it, and they had a, you know, they had a solid viral marketing campaign where they you, they get you to spam your friends that God's not dead, and then right. which we've I think we've talked about on the podcast before where they have to text everybody at the end of the movie God's not dead. Right. Yeah, yeah. we have talked about yeah. that. Yeah. So, so that movie, um, it grows sixty million domestically. Which is not like, you know, a huge movie, but for a for small in, budget Christian. Small, yeah, 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 that's not bad. So it did quite well, and it helped them to launch uh, Pure Flix into a streaming service. Uh, where So they are still a production company, but they're also a Christian movie streaming service. So they stream their own movies that they create, but they also stream other too. Christian movies oh, and other... Um, even 
not necessarily all Christian movies. They'll stream some like Hallmark movies mm-hmm. as long as they're well, like. I feel like a lot of those Hallmark and like Lifetime movies are are kind of borderline. They are. They're yeah. on, they're on the edge. They really are. Yeah. So they're they're located in Scottsdale, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Hanging out probably with our friend Mark Driscoll, who's also in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, correction when I said Phoenix last time. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they made two sequels to God's Not Dead, and they just like. No, they kept raking in the money. Right. So they, are we going to have to watch this trilogy of uh, terror? We could. Yeah. Yeah. If Is we there want. a better film to watch if we're going to watch one? Oh, man. They're all just so bad. Have you watched them? I watched today. Yeah. So today I watched the movie Marriage Retreat, oh. or not all of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, have you seen Couples Retreat? No. Okay. That's a bad movie. Okay. I, do, I wouldn't want to watch this movie. Yeah. Marriage Retreat is like the Christian version of that, but it's like even worse than mm. the bad original movie. And I don't know how they did that, but it's barely a comedy. Right. Was it, it supposed to be a comedy? It was supposed to be like a Christian lighthearted comedy about like okay. marriage and stuff, but it's so demeaning to women I found. And right. it's so like, well, that's what Christians find funny. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, and Victoria Jackson is in it and she's the worst. Oh yeah. From SNL. Yeah. Yeah. She became like this right wing, like awful person after SNL. And like, oh. yeah, I saw her on the news once like, just they showed a gay kiss on a TV show, and she's like, "Ew, gross! I'm gonna throw up." And it's like, "Yeah, really? you're a piece of shit." Yeah. So they also created a home, a homeschooling curriculum. Yeah. Pure Flix did a halt. Wait, a a movie studio created a homeschooling curriculum. But the more I looked, in, like as I looked into it, I didn't look into it deep. But it looks like just a bunch of like kids' videos, which is not. I don't That's think the best way to educate a kid, like maybe, like maybe uh, you could advertise it as this will help with your homeschool curriculum, but I don't think you should call it a homeschool curriculum. I think that's pretty right. dangerous, and it's sold on the same kind of well subscription to, service. To be fair, as far as uh, extremist Christians go and the education of their children, they're not exactly known for their track record of actually caring about the children's that's education. True. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, it really falls in line. Also, I was just, just looking up again. Victoria Jackson was in UHF. Yes, she was. Yeah. yeah I was thinking about that when I was watching. Right. I was like, you have fallen. You have fallen so far. Yeah. yeah. Um, White once said that uh, 150 million people go to church once a month. So, obviously, there's a hunger for positive inspiration, you know, spiritual entertainment. And it really didn't exist. So, that's why he kind of... I mean, I understand it. that you're you're filling a niche. Yeah. You're you're looking at a market that is not being catered to, and you're trying to cater to that market. From a business standpoint, I totally get. Yeah, it. I totally get it. Yeah, um, MTV had this great article where it was like, "Am I pure yet?" And it just like went through different movies, and it's like, "This is what I learned. Did it make me pure?" <laughs> it's a pretty good response. But I, I thought we'd go through and just talk about some of the movies sure. they either have produced or or are just on their streaming service, right? Obviously, the God's Not Dead trilogy. Mm-hmm. So what's the premise of God's Not Dead? So, what What is the drive for these films? Okay, so the first one, I mean, they're ensemble, mm-hmm. but the main story in the first one was this kid goes to college. He's a Christian kid. He's worried about what it's going to be like as a Christian kid in college. He takes a um, philosophy class, and the professor, played by Kevin Sorbo, of Hercules fame, mm-hmm. uh, puts on the board, God's not dead. And he's like, if you simply understand, or God is dead. If you simply understand this concept, then we can skip this whole section or whatever. And he's like, so I want everybody to write God is dead on a piece of paper and then we will be good. Which is like an old internet meme thing of like, this professor did this and this kid stood up to him or whatever. Right. So then they made a movie out of it. So this kid, uh, his character name is Josh, Josh Wheaton. <laughs> Yeah, not not Joss Whedon. Josh yeah. Wheaton uh, says, no, God is real, and I'm going to argue it. So uh, their plot is that it's the professor and the student arguing about the existence of God. The It's it's definitely a straw man atheist yeah. as a professor because he's like, uses like the worst arguments and doesn't refute any of the Christian's awful arguments. Yeah. And then at the end, he gets hit by a car. The teacher does. The teacher gets hit by a car in the last minute. And that accepts scene is Jesus. Just. Yeah, and it accepts Jesus as a Lord and Savior. No, he does not. Yeah, and then because because uh, at one point the kid goes, "Why do you hate God?" 
And he goes, because he took everything from me. And it's like, well, okay, so this premise is really stupid. I mean, I got to say, if God did take everything from you, I think that's a pretty good reason to not like God. Yeah, it's true. But it's like, people don't not believe in God because they don't like him. They don't believe in God because they don't see any evidence for yeah, it. because they don't think he's real. Yeah. So it's not that I hate God because I think he did something to me. I just, I don't believe yeah. that it's real. Exactly. Which is, you know, like, why do you hate unicorns? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, because uh, I never got to ride one. Yeah, exactly. Like, what? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Uh, so, so a few things I, I find very, very strange about this is a few of these things that you've brought up is about uh, Christians who are worried that, oh, I'm Christian. How are other people going to treat me? Yeah. And rather than rather than looking at why you're being treated that way yeah. by people, it's just like, well, how can I prove them wrong? Yeah, exactly. Which is which is interesting. I, I mean, I think I think you need to have a balance of like, how can I show who I am? But also, you need to you need to have a little more self reflection here. Yeah. I think yeah. this is a two way street, right? Exactly. And yeah, there's other subplots. There's a Muslim girl who has become a Christian and is hiding it from her family, and they just portray like the father as like this angry, abusive person. Uh-huh. There's Dean Cain's in it. He plays oh, an atheist who Superman himself. Superman himself. His his girlfriend's diagnosed with cancer, so he dumps her. Mm-hmm. And then because he's an atheist, yeah, and atheists do stuff like that. And then there's is it the same person? Yeah, I think it's the same person who's a reporter trying to take down uh, the Duck Dynasty people who are in the movie. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So it's a weird. Wait, are the Duck Dynasty people good people in this movie? Yeah, they're like the the good people. Yeah, they're not good people. They're not good people. No, no, not at all. And then the Newsboys are also in it somehow. The Newsboys. The Christian rock band, the Newsboys. Really? And then they sing the final song at the end. Yeah. This, this sounds horrible. Yeah. It's kind of like Love Actually, but sucks. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, I, I've only seen Love Actually once, so I can't say whether or not I liked it or not. Yeah, Love Actually does kind of suck. But, so, yeah. but, you know, more yeah. more suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't uh, at me, folks. It's a very sexist movie. Yeah. Also, if you're, if you're basing, you know, a whole movie on... Well, maybe not basing a movie, but I mean, if you're really getting caught up about what a college philosophy professor is, yeah, saying, exactly. <laughs> then maybe your maybe your belief system should be reevaluated. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then uh, God's Not Dead Two mm-hmm. is about uh, so it's Melissa Joan Hart, you know, <laughs> Sabrina the teenage witch herself. Yeah. How how could she be a teenage witch and a Christian? Exactly. Is that not contradictory? Because she should be burned at the stake, right? She should for believing in witchcraft, yep. for practicing witchcraft, yep. for supporting witchcraft, mm-hmm. yeah, keeping the dream alive and young children everywhere. Yeah, she should be uh, Salem witch yeah. trialed. So Melissa Joan Hart, uh-huh. the witch, uh, is a teacher in the in the second one, right? And she says she just mentions Jesus as like something that was mentioned in the Bible because a, a student asked her. And then she gets arrested for mentioning Jesus in a classroom where she gets fired or something like that. So then there's this whole court case about whether or not she should she should be allowed to talk about Jesus in the classroom. Okay, one, one you are not going to be fired for saying Jesus in a classroom. No. At, at the worst... You, someone will just say something to you about yeah. that. And they say, don't, don't just, you know what? This is the thing. Don't do that. Yeah. In the States, guarantee you, you are not going to hear anything about this. No, exactly. In this movie, sorry, in the first movie and the second movie, there's the same, there's a few of the same characters, but one of them is David A.R. White's character, who's the pastor, right. who convinces the kid in the first one to fight his teacher. And then I think in the second one, he's a jury member. Which Wait, so is, he's a different character? No, he's the same character, oh, same but character. in a jury, in the jury okay. for this case. I think could be wrong with that, but he's somehow involved. And then the third movie is all about him. So the third movie, right. Light into Darkness, is he's a pastor at this university. Um, well, it's a it's a church that's in the university that's been there for 150 years, but the university wants to make it into a student center because they don't want to have a church on campus. So it's his fight to keep a church on campus. Right. And, My thing about that is is that uh, whatever town you're in, there are probably hundreds of churches yeah exactly so what does it matter yeah and so that's the whole fight there is so all three of those movies are christian persecution complex like which seems to be a big thing like yeah i mean 
you know, no one's stopping you from saying these things. Like, no one's stopping you from celebrating Christmas. No one's stopping you from saying these. Like, do what you want. Yeah, exactly. We we don't give a shit. Yeah. It's when you're trying to push this stuff on other people that it's a problem. Yeah. And that's what you're complaining about is people supposedly pushing their things on you. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, not not really. Not at all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the the Christian uh, like persecution complex is so ridiculous too because it's like it's the number one religion in America mm-hmm. and in Canada, and we have or they have more like like what a hundred percent of Congress, a hundred percent of the Senate <laughs> would call themselves Christian. Well, I think like I think it falls back into uh, into uh, like a lot of white people who deny racism. Yeah. I think it's the same kind of thing, right? It's it's inconvenient for them mm-hmm. and they're being called on their bullshit yeah. and they don't want to be called on their bullshit yeah, exactly. and they don't want to have to face reality. Yeah. So rather than them addressing real issues, they make it about them. Yeah. And what better way to make it about you is by saying I'm being persecuted Yeah. when you're not being persecuted. Yeah. The one thing I did read too is that for the third one they hired a way better director than the first two, and it's actually it looks better. The and, third one does, yeah, and apparently like the acting's better and stuff because mm-hmm. they they had a a director with an eye and stuff. Right, right. But still, that doesn't mean that the message is not, you know, whatever. See, this is something like. I think it's interesting, like doing film, like from a, like from a production and small time actor kind of standpoint. Yeah. Like, where do you draw the line? Where do you say no to one of these gigs? Yeah. Right. Like, if you're just starting out and you're trying to get in, like, and you get like a part in something, you're like, oh, this could be good. Like, do yeah. You, do you say no? Do you like? Do you stick with it? Yeah. Because I've definitely had a few times where I've gotten things when I'm like, I don't know if I agree with this. Yeah. But it's just like I'm get I get a paycheck and you know credit, so I may as well do it. But I feel like if it was one of these kind of films, I, I don't I don't think I could. Yeah. Do this in good faith. Uh, Ray Comfort, um, who's an asshole, um, <laughs> he's like a street preacher and mm-hmm. like apologist and stuff. He made a movie called Audacity, yeah. which I think is on Pureflix as well, which is what we're recording on right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. Whoa. But it's uh, it's like an anti-gay movie, right? All through, right? If if okay, if it was something like that, yes, I would yeah. definitely be like, no, I'm not a part of this. I don't yeah. want to be a part of this. No, thank you. Keep me out of it. And I know the actors, a couple of the actors, apologize afterwards and donated a portion of their salary because they realized that they shouldn't have accepted the role Good. and stuff. And yeah, but I mean, I, I understand that struggle. I yeah. understand that kind of dilemma, right? Like especially when you're starting out. Yeah, it's uh. It can be a tricky thing to navigate, and uh, sometimes you need the paycheck. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're going to make something uh, terrible that you don't agree with, then why do it? Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Speaking of terrible and that I don't agree with it, in 2009, they produced a movie called Sarah's Choice. What do you think that's about? <sighs> I'm afraid to ask. Abortion. Yeah. Yeah, starring my former celebrity crush, Rebecca St. James, as the main... Oh, no. As the main protagonist who has to decide. One uh, one reviewer said, after ac- accurately setting up the arguments for abortion in the first half, the film shrugs off the challenge of, their, of responding to them. Sarah is presented with two possible futures, one in which she has a beautiful daughter or one in which she dies alone. Because <laughs> that's, that's the dichotomy. Here, yeah, right? that's from Megan Basham of World something so yeah that's basically apparently what it is she gets these visions of like what her future could be like with either choice and then she has to choose not to murder her baby right yeah so okay i mean that's not how real life works no first of all as i'm sure everyone listening right now understands yeah but like (sighs) just think that those are your two options yeah that if you if you have an abortion you'll die alone. Yeah, like nobody who's ever had an abortion ends up having like a great family and yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that you know later down the line they get into a stable place and a healthy relationship and yeah. then they actually do have a child. Yeah, exactly. You know these things. It, it, an abortion is not just like people trying to murder babies because they think it's fun and they want to get rid yeah. of. Yeah, 
there are reasons that people are 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 doing this, yeah. whether it be unfortunate circumstances or poor life choices. Yeah. Do do you think that all of these children should be brought into these kind of terrible situations and exactly. people should be yeah. forced into them? I I don't think you, they should. No. Uh, another movie, uh, Holy Man Undercover. Holy Man Undercover. This movie looks so bad. Undercover Pope. And somehow they got Fred Willard in it. Ah, see, that's Fred Willard did a lot of just garbage. That's true. Yeah. So saying somehow, I I mean, no, I, that's I, true. That's yeah, fair. he wasn't a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's basically it's kind of his life story of growing up midnight and then coming to the city of Hollywood, a city of L.A. To but it, instead of to be an actor, it's even though they show a lot of that world, it's to be a secret agent. <laughs> okay an, un- an undercover holy man I don't know To convert people uh, Yeah It looks really bad He wears a fake mustache For part of it Or he mm-hmm. plays one character Who just has a fake mustache And yeah. I think it's supposed To be a fake mustache Because there's no way They were like Trying to pass that off As a real mustache mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on Maybe we'll watch the movie someday I This just... one sounds good I yeah. think this, if we're going to watch one Maybe this one's the one Yeah yeah, it's got uh, secret agents. That's it's true. Fake mustaches. Mennonites. Fred yeah, Willard. All our favorite things. Yeah. Uh, another movie called What If, mm-hmm. which was another kind of It's a Wonderful Life ripoff. Why are all these movies What If scenarios? Yeah, exactly. I feel like if there is if there is one thing to try and present evidence for an argument, a What If situation is the weakest form. Yeah. It's again. It's a straw man argument. It's that what aboutism. Well, yeah. what about this? Well, what about this? Yeah, you're not actually addressing any issues here. You're just presenting a, a tailored narrative to fit your mm-hmm. agenda. Yeah. Have you seen the movie uh, Family Man with Nicolas Cage? Uh, maybe. What? Wait. What's this one about? It's uh, he he's a businessman, successful businessman, and then he wakes up in the suburbs with her family and with his like ex girlfriend. No, he's still I with her. Seen okay, this. it's the same plot. Like okay. exactly the same plot, um, but for some reason they just made it again. But as Christians, so right. he's a successful businessman. But it's like he wakes up and he's a Christian dad, and with a with a Christian family and, and stuff. Does he find out that he loves his Christian life more yeah. than his regular one? Yeah. Okay. And that's with Hercules as well, Kevin Sorbo, who um, by the way is a creep. Just so everybody knows. Oh, okay, I there's did, been I allegations aware about him um, pressuring. Uh, like when he's married and talking about all the, you know, his wife and staying faithful and stuff was also pressuring like a 23 year old actress to have sex with him. And then when that didn't oh. happen, pressured the director into adding a sex scene. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. That's a, so, that's a real creep move. Yeah. But uh, th- one review for what if says a mashup of it's a wonderful life and the story of Saul's encounter with the heavenly light of Jesus on the road to Damascus, except for in this case, replace Saul with Kevin Hercules Sorbo and Heavenly Light of Jesus with John Ratzenberger. (laughs) (laughs) That's from John Beefus of Commercial Appeal. Yeah. God or the angel or whatever played by John Ratzenberger punches him a lot in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but he does. See, okay. This is one of those things where you're always kind of disappointed to find out like how shitty uh, actors and people that you like are. Yeah. But I think it's also a pretty good reminder that most of these uh, celebrities and actors are just uh, dumb people who play pretend for a living. Yeah. And we shouldn't really care what they say because yeah. they most of the times probably don't have anything of value worth saying. Yeah. And uh, movies like this, I feel, are are a very good reminder of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not to say uh, that they can't put on a, a fantastic performance. I'm not trying to negate anyone's talent or abilities, um, but I, it definitely hurts their credibility yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So about Marriage Retreat 2, I want to mention two things about that. So Marriage Retreat, it's like obviously like shaming mm-hmm. couples who are thinking about divorce and stuff like that. And like if you get married, that's for life. And God, you know, screw you if... You tear that apart because God wants that to be together. Well, unless you're in a different denomination that allows divorce, yeah. then that's okay, right? Well, yeah, I don't know because um, 
David Arrowhite and his wife are are divorcing as we speak. Right. So, okay. So he's contradicting his own belief system that he set up earlier in a film. Yeah. And All many right. films are about like marriage and yeah. But it's okay because he has a lot of money and he makes the films. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I see. I see. Yeah. And huh. also, uh, one thing I want to mention about Marriage Retreat too is. Um, Let's retire record scratch sound effects from movies. Do they use record- five times in the first five minutes? Are you serious? Yeah, it is so bad. Like, who, and who? the timing was off so much with the record scratch too, because it was they used it to like flashback to how each of the couples met. Wow, who made this movie? A failed wedding DJ? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, holy shit! It's like all we got is a record player. Yeah. Oh man, it was so bad. Um. I mean, I guess if you're if you're making uh, Christian movies for a living, you're probably not a great director. That's true, probably. And this is pre Pure Flix streaming service, mm-hmm. so they hadn't quite you know hit the the high standards of God's Not Dead, right? But uh, yeah, but one movie that did come out after God's Not Dead is a movie called Do You Believe? Mm-hmm. Is it about Share? Uh, it, it's not actually, but oh, I would watch that movie. Let me read some of the cast for you. Mira Servino, Lee Majors, the $6 million man himself. Okay. Alexa Penavega, she's from the Spy Kids movies. Sean oh. Astin. Sean Astin? Yep. Sybil Shepard. That's not the only... There's more, but... And Sybil Shepard. Like, I don't know. They, they got a good cast together, or a, a known cast. I don't know if they're right. good. Well, Sean Astin's good. But um, it's basically an ensemble film about, you know, God... Showing himself through these interlocking lives and mm-hmm. like stretching coincidences to like prove his existence to this like group of people or whatever. Right. See, that's I don't know because that's one of those things too. Like when I'm going back to like choosing which roles to do, it's something that I might be I might be kind of torn about doing. Yeah, you know, because I mean, I guess like it, say you're playing like a horrible character in a movie type of thing, right? Yeah. It'd be the same kind of thing. Like it's just a movie. I'm just acting. Yeah. It's a thing, right? Yeah. So is it much different to, to play a lighthearted movie where, you know, we see God sometimes? Yeah. Or like being on that show, uh, God friended me even yeah. something like that. Right. <laughs> like something like that. Yeah. I feel like it would be like, okay, you know, whatever. It's a paycheck. I don't believe in it. But I I'll love, uh, no, I think it was no illusions from uh skating atheist said that mm-hmm. it offended him. Like God, God friended me. Offended him more as a podcaster than as an atheist. <laughs> yeah, I I feel I would be more offended as a as someone who likes sitcoms versus uh, as being an yeah. atheist. Because uh, like whatever, it's, yeah, it's exactly. just so, so dumb, isn't it? Isn't it basically just um, what was what was the show that was about God just showing up in every Joan of Arcadia? Is is it basically just it Joan of Arcadia? Like yeah, but, but on Facebook with social media. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, one review of Do You Believe says, uh, Crash, but Jesus-y. Scoffers and doubters will get their smackdown, but even believers should be skeptical at how ridiculous this round robin plays out. And that's from Marianne Johansson. See, what I don't get, do, do Christian filmmakers just have this desire to make bad movies? I, don't, I, think, I think they have a desire to make good movies. But they don't always have the skills, mm-hmm. or they think you just throw money at equipment and you'll figure it out. Right. Or I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe there's something. I don't know. It's hard to say because I think there has to be some Christian people who are great directors. You know, right. or like. Well, this goes back to Darren Aronofsky's mother, right? That was. Yeah. essentially a christian seemed like it yeah movie. it had a lot of very heavy-handed ham-fisted yeah uh ideas about these things yeah and um you know even with talent and money i i think it it failed miserably yeah because i don't know i don't you don't want to get preached out when you're at a movie too like oh that was the thing i hated yeah. the most it, it was so like preachy and just yeah this is what it is. Don't do you get it? Yeah. Do you get it yet? It like, like the yeah, subtlety of uh, natural born killers. See that one, I don't mind as much. I, I I I remember liking that film growing up, but the fact was that movie was. I found that movie very 
funny because of how over the top it was. Yeah, okay, yeah. I saw it later, and it just felt like they were slapping you with, like, see, it's the media. The media does it. Yeah, and, and it, it, total, it totally yeah. is. It totally <laughs> is. I, I, I yeah. agree with you. I do think it is a ridiculous film, but I also yeah. found it very funny. Yeah, no, it is funny. Um, okay, guess what this movie's about? I'm going to give you the name. Uh-huh. Allison's Choice. Allison's choice. Why yeah. are these all choices? Are these, is this another abortion <laughs> it's film? The same. It's the same idea. Different actors, kind of different plot, but... You know what? It's probably like um, when like different animation studios come out with... Or different studios come out with the same kind of movie at the same time, yeah. right? Like Armageddon and Deep Impact. Or but this is the Bugs same Life studio six years apart. <laughs> doing the same movie with the different name. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to write... So they also do sitcoms and... Uh, Game shows and stuff on Pureflix now, but I didn't. Game I don't shows. really. Yeah, but one is called the American Bible Challenge, hosted by drumroll please, Jeff Foxworthy. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he does have experience hosting game shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's probably just like a Bible quiz show would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. You might be smarter than the Bible. Eh? <laughs> you might be a biblical character. Um, I'm not ashamed. Came out in 2016. Oh no! You remember Columbine? Yeah. There's a movie about Columbine, but it's... What? So after Columbine, this like story came out that they were going around telling people, like asking people if they're Christians, and if they were a Christian, they would shoot them, which has been mostly debunked. Right. And the story about one one of the girls who was shot was like, no, I'm not ashamed. I love Jesus or whatever. And that became like a big story. And then they shot her. So they made a movie about her. And it's... Yeah, apparently it really misses the mark, and it's that's really gross. Yeah, and my thing too is, is like, why? That's not that's not showing that you're proud of Jesus. Is that in a life and death situation, rather than just being like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you have to stand up and say, I believe in Jesus, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, like for no other reason other than to what, just posture. Yeah, and then possibly be killed. In youth groups, they would just drill stuff like this into our heads about like martyrs and having to stand for your faith, and like it was. That's so gross. It, it is so gross. It's disgusting. Yeah. Like why? Why would you go out of your way to try and make children feel like this is more important than survival than their lives? Yeah, yeah. Um, the case for Christ was another one that came out in 2017. Okay, are you familiar with the book? The Case for Christ? No, I'm not. Okay. For, I, fortunately, I'm not. Yeah. I don't run in these circles often. <laughs> yeah. Anything I hear about, I hear about here. Yeah. And that's enough for me, <laughs> to be honest. You've never been handed The Case for Christ on a subway? No. No, I have not. <laughs> it's uh, basically in a terrible apologetics book. It is right. like just really stupid arguments. We yeah. had to read it in Bible college. It's about this guy who's a reporter, and it's like his memoirs about coming how he looked around for evidence but it's all like straw man and it's all like well i mean most memoirs are going to be yeah i don't i don't really take most memoirs seriously yeah it's like well one of the things is like okay well 500 people witnessed christ after his resurrection so why would 500 people lie about that and it's like no a book says 500 people right saw it this was also 2000 years ago (laughs) where there are no first-hand accounts yeah no first-hand stories nothing no sources and it's like yeah another one is well the apostles died Mm -hmm. uh for their faith and if they knew it was a lie they wouldn't have died for it. it's like again we have stories of people dying that's like saying like there were hundreds of people who died at the battle of hogwarts yeah (laughs) why don't we talk about that yeah exactly because it was a book yeah (laughs) that somebody made up uh, disgusting one that that they distributed. Um, also, I just want to say I feel bad for bringing up uh, Harry Potter because we know what a piece of shit J.K. Rowling is. I know, right but now. it's so part of the culture. I it's know like, it's really yeah. sad because I yeah. did grow up with it and I do have a soft spot for those novels. But yeah. knowing about how terrible she is and um, how she just keeps doubling down yeah, on she, it is, yeah. is is getting more and more awful, and it just shows what an out of touch rich white lady she is. Yeah, it's it's upsetting. Right. Death of a Nation, though, was a movie by a guy named uh, Dinesh D'Souza, who's a terrible apologetic person, and a, he's like a political pundit. The, the name does sound familiar. Yeah, he was, maybe because he was pardoned by Trump. Okay. And maybe. then made a pro-Trump documentary. <laughs> Great. Is that what Death of a Nation is yeah, about? Yeah, it's, it basically compares, he says that uh, Trump is the new Lincoln, and the Democrats are Hitler. 
do you really want to make a movie called Death of a Nation? Uh, Wasn't Birth of a Nation the most racist movie? Yeah, Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Do you really want to be making a movie that's so closely tied to that? Yeah, it's and like they a lot of people called out Pure Flix for hosting this because it's like, aren't you a Christian thing, not Mm -hmm. a political thing? And they're like, well, a lot of our base are. uh, I mean, right wing. To be fair, yeah, yeah. I mean unfortunately especially in in the states uh politics is very religious based yeah and a lot of the religious right is um what's driving a lot of it so i mm-hmm. I, I, I get that i'm not happy about it but i get where why mm-hmm. yeah and uh yeah so they've kind of distanced themselves and like they didn't produce it it's just you know they're releasing it and it's like their base wants it so we're going to give it to them but it's still yeah and it's disgusting finally the final movie i would like to talk about is a mm-hmm. movie called unplanned what do you, what do you think unplanned's about i i know what this is about it's not about an abortion is it yeah okay it's about an abortion. it's well it's about abby johnson it's about someone having a baby premarital sex and then they have to decide what they want to do not really, but sort of. It's it's an anti-abortion movie about Abby Johnson, who's a very outspoken anti-abortion person who used to be a, a, the director of a Planned Parenthood clinic. Okay. So she her story is that she saw an abortion with an ultrasound, realized how horrific it was, and then walked across the street and joined. Yeah. So in the movie... What? Yeah. So this is a person who worked at a Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And then in, quit. In, what, in what capacity? She was the director of the clinic. Okay, you do not become a director of Planned Parenthood and not know what is involved in an abortion. Yeah, exactly. That does not happen. Yeah. If it does, something is fucking wrong. Yeah. And you didn't believe in abortions to begin with. Yeah, well, they people people involved, obviously, they say that this, this incident didn't happen. Oh, oh, so this is based on a true story? Based on a true story, Supposedly? Yeah. yeah, so it's based on her book that she wrote about her experience. People around say, well, obviously, it didn't happen. It definitely didn't happen like in the movie because in the movie... They they were like basically like trying to hook the baby and he was like move it like the fetus was like moving away and scared or whatever. <laughs> it's like no, that didn't happen. And okay. the uh, while like the mom is crying, the doctor like is like jokingly like, oh, what does he say? Something stupid like we're going fishing or something like something right. like some offhand comment, and she gets disgusted and leaves. Um, a person close to her said that she was just really financially stuck and a person from the um, anti-abortion organization offered her money to switch sides because it would be a good narrative to have somebody who quit the Planned Parenthood and how how, how much money she would make if she morally bankrupt do you have to be yeah and some a story like that all that does is it totally undermines whatever narrative you're trying to yeah. put out there. But, uh, you know, the people reading this don't see that part. Yeah. They don't care about that yeah. because it supports that. It supports their narrative. Yeah. There was this fake outrage, too, in Canada when they released it in a few theaters, but they didn't release it to critics first. Now Magazine has a good article about it, how they released it to right-wing politicians first. And so Andrew Shear sees it. Yeah. And just creates this outrage that not enough movie theaters in Canada are playing this movie. So, and it's not like, it's not like it was like this evil, you know, we're going to stomp this out kind of thing. It's like, it's a small independent movie. It's only going to play in a few. So people were outraged and they like fought for Cineplex and stuff to get it in more theaters and Cineplex added it to a couple more theaters and they saw it as this big moral victory that, you know, we got this movie into theaters and stuff, but, and it's, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Who gives a shit? Yeah. And of course there was outrage too on the other side that Cineplex would show such an awful movie. Yeah. Especially, you know, in the climate right now with like how much a fight there is to keep abortion accessible. Well, yeah. Well, the whole thing that people are worried about in the States now is like, are there going to be, is there going to be another conservative uh, Supreme Court justice who's going to just overturn Roe v. Wade? Yeah. Like things like that, right? It's, it's, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's awful. And so, yeah, this movie actually, another issue around it was Pureflix was really mad that it got an R rating. And it's like, no, you showed blood in every scene and you showed like, you just made every abortion look so graphic and disgusting. Yeah. And another thing they made up too for the movie was that 
and they had to, she had to sell or she made it up for a book but basically that she had to sell abortions and they had quotas of how many people they had to convince to get abortions when they came in what like that's not what planned parenthood does what they, they're like there's resources abortions are <laughs> one resource but there's we've we've talked about this before uh people know and the studies have shown and the research has shown is that access to abortion does not equal more abortions. If anything, it yeah. equals less abortions. Yeah. It equals education, it equals contraception, and it equals a decline in abortions. Mm-hmm. Also, it also increases um, people surviving abortions. It causes less backroom and illegal yeah. abortions from happening. So not only is it safer for the people going in for them, it's 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 better all around. Yeah, But, you know... These people in the in this kind of moral, I don't know, would you call them the moral majority? Whatever the yeah, hell you yeah, want to call them, yeah, like, who think that they're morally superior, have their heads so far in the sand and so far up their own asses yeah. that it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And, yeah. So, yeah. So, pure flicks are supposed to be pure, family-friendly options. Yeah. But a lot of them, they're, they're political-charged just kind of not not appropriate <laughs> or right. not like helpful in any way mm-hmm. just like yeah i don't know it's uh, it just seems like especially with a movie like this there's nothing pure about it there's nothing no. good about it it's like you're hurting people and it's graphic and yeah and even in <laughs> so the 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 youtube video pure flicks and chill uh, they had uh it's made up of interviews with david ayer white over top of video clips from his movies. And at one point he's like, you go to, you watch a Hollywood movie and it's all guns and violence. And then they just show this like long thing of like all the shooting scenes from pure flicks movies. Right. What about all the movies that aren't guns and violence? Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe you just choose what movies you want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, I think a movie where it's dealing with real life issues and then, you know, people come together and, and solve a problem or come to a good resolution. Yeah. I feel that's a lot more pure than doing a movie about, look how bad abortions are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, you can do movies where, you know, where it's talking about these kind of things without having to be, you know, just assholes. Maybe, yeah. Right? And you can have positive messages in movies without, like, preaching something yeah. on your throat or you can have, exactly. like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, for some reason, the only movie that I'm I'm really coming to my head right now is like a movie like uh, like Easy A, right? Yeah. Like that movie was so good about showing acceptance and yeah. like you know families who actually care about their children mm-hmm. and their well being and everything like that, while also addressing a lot of other issues, you yeah. know, bullying and teen sex and all, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah. And. Uh, it can be done. It can be done. And it yeah. doesn't have to be preachy, and yeah. it doesn't have to be gross. Yeah. Yeah, so don't don't make bad movies. No, I just, guess make, just make a good movie. And if you want to make a bad movie, just don't show it to people. And if you're going to make a bad movie, make it so bad that it's at least funny. That's true. Yeah, make it yeah. The Room or something. Yeah, right. Or it just have a little self-awareness. Yeah. Don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Ugh. But, and don't put Victoria Jackson in it. Yeah. Or Kevin Sorbo. Um, <laughs> I guess, should we move on to Christian Rock lyrics? Yeah, let's move on to Christian Rock lyric. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. Hey, guess what this song's called? Uh, Someone's Choice. It's called Unplanned. Okay. I was close. <laughs> you were. I was close. It is the. Uh, it was written for this movie. Is this is this the abortion episode? Yeah, I unofficially? guess so. Unofficially, I guess it is, yeah. The abortion movie episode. Abortion movie episode of uh, whatever we're right. called. Uh, abortions for some, miniature American flags for others. <laughs> Uh, this is a guy by a guy named Matthew West. I'm looking at a masterpiece. I'm staring at a work of art. I'm listening to a symphony in every beat of your tiny heart. You used to be a choice to make, but now I think you've chosen me because I can see your fingers, ten toes, two eyes, and I know this is meant to be. Oh, I don't believe in accidents, miracles. They just don't happen by chance. As long as my God holds the world in his hands, I know there's no such thing as unplanned. Okay, okay. So this this is comparing an unborn child to a symphony, a masterpiece, yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. How many times over the course of history have Christian extremists destroyed literature, music, 
and art. Yeah. Real masterpieces. Yeah. Because it doesn't align with whatever belief system they have. Yeah. How many times throughout history have people been murdered because of these things? Yeah. Have been executed and persecuted by yeah. these Christian people yeah. throughout history? Yeah. T- countless times. And like when I was in high school, uh, my youth le- one of my youth leaders convinced me to break my In the Key of Springfield CD. Right. And I haven't been able to find a copy since. There you go. Destroying art, destroying music, destroying opposing viewpoints. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh... But they want to get on their high horse and say, a Martian's ban, okay. Yeah. Which is something that the Protestant church um, didn't buy until the 70s when uh, Jerry Falwell had to convince them. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh... I don't know. Well, you know, uh, if it was, you know, you know like there's no reason that anyone would need an abortion, right? According no. to some of these people, no. right? Like, even if it was, you know, whatever. Because all these people are willing to adopt these kids. Yeah, well, you know, once the kid's born, it doesn't matter. Yeah. They, they don't matter anymore, so. Yeah, well, it's like it's like when you go into, a, and we've talked about this before, but when you go into one of those pregnancy care centers, uh-huh. they provide stuff for the first year, maybe, mm-hmm. like clothing and stuff for the first few months even, and then you're on your own. And that's just to convince you that, hey, you know, it's going to be fine. But then once you're at a year, screw you, you're on your own. But it's not even just that. Like, so much of it is trying to be legislation to yeah. stop these kids from being terminated. Yeah. But then, it's, again, there's no social there's no social net to help these no, kids. They, they don't care yeah. after that. That's, that's the thing that I find so fucking morally repugnant yeah. is that you, you, you act like you care so much about these lives. Yeah. But as soon as they are actual lives, they don't give a shit, yeah. right? Welfare is bad. Social assistance is bad. So, uh, you know, socialized medical care is bad. Mm-hmm. All of these things are bad, 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 bad. Yeah. And it's like, do you really care about people? Do you really care about, you know, preserving life? Because it doesn't sound like you do. No, it really doesn't. It sounds like you're finding an issue that, you know, has such a, a strong image of a dead baby. Yeah. That supports you. Yeah. Rather than, like, because, you know, as soon as they're, a child is, like, older, people don't give a shit. No. People don't care about that. No. It doesn't have as strong of a, a message as something like, oh, they're killing babies. Yeah, exactly. Which, which yeah. they're not. That's not that's what it is. That's not what it is. Yeah. I mean, just look at the kids in cages at the border. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They don't care. No, but it's fine because they're uh, they're immigrants and they're not supposed to be here. Yeah, their parents shouldn't have brought them here. Or whatever. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. They're maybe coming from a, a terrible situation and they're trying to better their lives, yeah. and those are their children. Yeah, right. Okay, no, uh, but they're immigrants, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, most of them have claimed refugee status, so they they are legally here. Yeah, and, even <laughs> and even, even if they weren't, if they aren't here yeah. through the proper means, yeah, why is it okay to throw them in exactly? Cages? Exactly. Well, that. How do you wrap your head around that? Yeah. Even if, okay, so even if I was against immigration and I thought like, well, they shouldn't be coming here in the first place, the last thing I'm going to do is justify throwing people in cages for no reason. Yeah, exactly. Children, children, yeah, children it's, dying in yeah. cages, separated from their parents. Yeah, the like abuse. The it's yeah, it's. And how then, do you look at the world and think this is okay? And yeah, it's. Ugh. You know how you feel, you know how you think it's okay it's by being part of a death cult where you can't wait to go to this afterlife yeah where everything will be perfect and yeah. nothing that happens here really matters that's true and uh I'm not happy about that no. I'm not happy about that at all I want to be part of a life cult yeah or maybe just no cult just enjoy yeah, no life. cult no no <laughs> Let's just, go to the cult just fucking be be nice to people yeah. leave people the fuck alone and don't throw them in cages yeah that's a t-shirt that we should make <laughs> just go to our website keep your kids out of cages all the details but yeah folks uh that's our review of or our discussion about pure flicks and yeah and there's it's a right-wing propaganda machine yeah i guess is what we're trying to say and right. um and that's not pure so no. <laughs> right well have have a good day, everyone. Have a good day, everybody. <laughs> Subscribe, review us, you know, all that stuff. Love you. Love Bye. You, <laughs> work, 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 Sky Moon. <laughs> <laughs>